0: Welcome to Unmute Yourself, the podcast. I'm Nancy Metoff, author, speaker, and coach. And I'm Beth
1: Kanaus, creative copywriter and the owner of That's a Spade Copywriting Services. We are done being polite and ready to get real about confidence, boundaries,
0: and self-respect, both personally and in the workplace. Beth and I first met when we collaborated on the best-selling communication handbook for women, unmute yourself and speak up to stand out. Now we are amplifying our message and taking it on the road with Unmute Yourself, the podcast. Warning, there may be, no, who are we kidding, will be some adult content. We have a bullshit button and we're not afraid to use it.
1: So buckle up buttercups because here we go.
0: And we're back, hello. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. I almost forgot. I uh, cooking? that's important language for us. Hey, go- hey girl, hey is important language. Look at how good you are. And you you worked language into the first three seconds of this episode because we're talking about language.
1: Yes. Yes, we are talking about the verbal and probably a little bit about the written
0: word today. Yeah. Okay, we are. So, um, you uh, you're pretty passionate about this the the verbal language. I remember more than more than once you've been <laughs> you, you've been a little fired up about language. So, why don't you kick it off and tell us tell us what's up?
1: Okay. Cool. Um, So as, as a writer, and I guess maybe more as a networker, there's just, I see this need for a lot of female businesswomen to use this um, sort of cutesy language. And, and when I say cutesy language, I mean, things like saying, I'm a boss, babe, (laughs) you know, I'm a CEO, I'm Mm -hmm. a mom, there's a lot of them. And it's not that I don't respect them. I just think that they have their place. And I think when you're marketing yourself and selling what you have to sell, when you want to make money and you want people to see your value, I don't think that's the way to go. I just totally think
0: agree.
1: Um, and I think that we have to try to get women more to just think of themselves as a business person business people, it's almost like we need to say, well, I'm a woman. And I guess I don't necessarily feel that it's always from a place of confidence. I think sometimes people say it because many women need flexibility because of other things in their lives. And so they're like, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a mompreneur. So I'm running this business, even though I may have to adapt to other people's schedules and illnesses and domestic responsibilities. But when I can, I'm going to rock the shit out of it, <laughs> you know, and I think that we just all need to show up as business people.
0: That's so interesting because, because I'm, I'm totally with you, but when you said you think that they use, many women use the term mompreneur because of their other priorities, that didn't even dawn on me. That's so interesting because I, I've always only been a business person. So or I've always primarily been a business person. I've been other things, but Um, And that's such an interesting perspective. I find nothing mitigates your value and your worth like putting a cutesy name, I'm a boss babe. So, you know, I know that there's a bunch of younger women out there and they love that term. And I use it when I'm joking with my friends or I use it with you sometimes or or maybe not you but maybe some other people and that's fine. But there's a difference between saying, I'm a female in business, or I'm a female business owner, and I'm a CEO. Yes, in my view, it is ridiculous, and there is no faster way to, to lose credibility and to and to indicate that you're trying to make up for something than to than to use those kind of terms. Why do you think people do it? Besides the, I like the mompreneur perspective, um, but like, why do you think people say CEO? I feel like I feel like it it gives the impression that you have a chip on your shoulder.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with you there. But I, I do also think that it's almost like, you know, as a woman, I want people to know I'm a successful woman. I, I don't think about it that often, because like you, I'm just thinking of myself as, as a business person. But um, I think for some people it's like, yeah, I am a woman and I did start this business or I did start this thing. And I'm gonna guess that people who feel strongly about those terms maybe had a little bit more of a struggle or a harder time getting themselves to this place of yeah i can run a business i'm capable of doing this i'm capable of making money of selling my skill or my you know my service or my product regardless of what other people say and maybe they've heard other messages um that's what i'm assuming
0: i don't know yeah that's interesting because as you're talking about it that's a really good perspective i'm thinking I, I, I've never, I've never, I've never thought anything else than I'm a female business. Like I, I just own it. I step into it. I own it. That's me. That's how I am. That's my, you know. That this is what I do. So it's interesting that that they're maybe late making up for a lack of confidence that they actually thought they could do it.
1: Right. Until that. Right. It's like uh, talking the talk until you can walk the walk. I mean, that's fine. You know, maybe maybe a lot of people are working to that point. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I also feel like there are other cutesy terms that go in with that. Right. And I want to come back to something you said if this is how you chit chat, like with your girlfriends and stuff, or you're in an all you know, networking circle where you know everybody, and that's what people are saying, and that's fun, I think that's fine. Um, but I think when you're out in the professional world, you have to think about how do you want to present, regardless of whether you're a woman or not? Um, you know, how professional do you want to come across? And Another word, I I know a lot of people who use it, but like, what's your special sauce? What's your, I don't even like superpower. I just feel like you know, how about strengths? How about innate talents? How about competitive
0: differentiator? My competitive di- differentiator. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to hear more terms like that out in the uh, in the female business sector.
0: <laughs> totally agree. I totally agree. Um, and since we're talking about words, can we can we talk about some of my pet peeves? We we started with your pet peeves. Okay. Please. So, and I do this. I do this and I catch myself ending a sentence with, Does that make sense? So I don't know where that started, but I used to think, and, and I used to do it a lot, you know, that's a really nice way to try to say to somebody, Does that make sense? Right? Like, okay, here's something I'm explaining to, to you. Does that make sense to you? And then I started seeing so many women do it because they weren't sure that they were doing a good job communicating it whereas my my view was I want to make sure this makes sense to you so I'm going to explain it and then I'm going to confirm that it actually made sense versus right. I'm not really sure I'm the subject matter expert on this so I'm going to take a stab at it and then I'm going to ask you for validation as to what I just said and um, it's widely widely heralded as a terrible way to enter sentences what do you think about that
1: Yeah. It's so funny because I do remember that at one point it was the thing to say, it was almost like being considerate in a sense, right? Of, I just want to make sure you caught everything I said, which depending on who you're talking to could be almost like talking down a little bit. Like, did you catch all those details? (laughs) Um, Instead of like just trusting, trusting that the person could understand and trusting that you could communicate. Um, And yeah, now I'm just like, if someone if someone didn't catch something, they should ask, I think, but I also think that people should put time into using the right language, concise and clear, to put across what it is that they're telling somebody else. And you're right, You're when you ask a question like that, you're opening the door to either get validated or to get, no, I don't think this is for me, right? I mean, if we come to like what you're selling or what you're explaining, you're giving them an open door opportunity to say, well, is it for me or, you know. Does it make sense? I just, I don't, I don't think we need to say it. You just I agree. Say it. If you have any questions, let me know.
0: Perfect. Yep. So I would call that an undermining phrase, and I have a few more that that um, I think we, I think we talked about these in the books, in the book. Um, the so let's talk about the word just. Ugh. And I don't do it as much as I used to. Actually, after having written the book just checking in just checking on just asking about when you use the word just you are apologizing for speaking you're apologizing for being yeah hey i just oh it makes me crazy
1: yeah it's very much like oh i'm so sorry to bother you about this thing when you have every right to bring something up and i'm since I worked with you on the book, I've been very aware of that word because, you know, sometimes I'm checking in with a client, there's a deadline, I haven't heard from them. And I, I want to say just checking in. And I'm like, I do not have to say just, mm-hmm. I, they're not my children. This is a business. I can say, Hey, I'm checking in. Can you let me know what your timeline is? There's something I can do to support you. We're not friends. Do you know what I mean? We're not I'm not coddling the person. And I think just is one of those words that when we feel uncomfortable about what we're saying, that we throw it in there because we think we're softening something. And it's not, it's, it's, a, it's a weaker word. I think you're right.
0: It totally weakens your position too. Particularly, you know, I'll send out a proposal and it sometimes takes weeks for a client to get back to me as I'm sure it does for you. I'm just checking in, I'm just checking on, I'm just seeing how everything, just checking to see if you have any questions, no. I'm I'm, like you said, I'm checking on the proposal and following up to make sure you didn't, you don't have any questions or I'm checking in on your timeline, timeline, checking in on the decision-making process. How is that going? Can I answer any questions for you? So Mm -hmm. I would suggest that just gets completely removed. I don't know any reason why you would use the word just. Just toss, just. Just toss it out. Just let it go. What about, should we go there? Because this is highly controversial. Okay, let's do it. That's what we do. Okay, let's talk about please and thank you. Let's talk about excessive use of please and thank you. Okay. I I qualify that because um, every time I give a keynote, there's probably one person in the audience. I I talk about looking at the number of times you use please and thank you in your emails. And um, there's always, one person in the audience who says i think please is fine and i think thank you is fine as do i i think please is fine and i think thank you is fine when used appropriately what i'm talking about is overuse of please and i would encourage the women who are listening to this podcast because we do have male listeners too hey boy hey I don't know hey, boy, hey. hey. <laughs> very good um, there you go um to look at, so for women and it, it's it's a female phenomenon to look at how many times you're using the word, please, please get back to me. Please let me know an appropriate time. Please let me know how this is going. Attached, please find the report and look at how many times you're saying the word please. Um, thank you, maybe not as much, but please, 100%. I, I, think, I think people could cut it out 50% of the time. What do you think?
1: I agree. And again, you know, working on the unmute yourself book really opened my eyes to this. And I don't think I'm an over of please, but I feel like I'm in an email and an email is meant to be brief and you're not meant to get into a full blown conversation, full blown conversation there. And so, you know, generally, if you're saying, you know, can you send me the document? Like if I'm saying, can you send me your bio and your you know, resume so I can use it for your LinkedIn profile? then do I, I don't need to say please, it's part of our agreement, it's part of our work. When you have a chance, can you send this over? And do, do I have to thank them? I'm already doing the, doing the work, right? It's just part of this relationship going back and forth rather than calling on the phone or working at a desk next to somebody. You would say, hey, do you have that thing? You wouldn't necessarily be like please and thank you and thank you and please and, and then ending your email with a thank you. Um, so yeah, I agree. I feel like it's overused. And I, I feel like we discussed this on a previous episode um, or one that we you know chatted about was the politeness. It's, a, it's definitely part of a politeness thing too, of just always saying please and thank you. Like I, you almost emo- visually picture
0: people curtsying when they do it. Totally agree. What's interesting to me is that women use it some more than men and men, they're not being rude in their emails. They're being direct. They're Actual. being direct. That's the yeah. difference. Yeah, absolutely. So from a from a written communication standpoint, you're a writer. Mm-hmm. What are what, you know what else do you think that people need to be cognizant of as they are using words when they're writing? So I
1: think all of these things, right? like um, just is a word that I try to take out and get people to take out. Uh, sorry is another one, right? I mean, that's a verbal one too. we didn't we didn't get to that one, but You know, taking out those sorts of things and speaking directly. Like a lot of the times, I find when people are writing to soften the edges, they'll write more, right? Like prose, like just to be wordy and get Uh it. Make the point, right? Make the point. Time is money, time is attention. People are not giving you a ton of either. And you want to get, you have what, five to seven seconds to get it? Be direct, Uh be honest and genuine and forthcoming and, you know, don't waste people's time. They're not gonna read your stuff. So, and I think that's a confidence thing too, to be able to stand up and say, this is what I offer. This is what I do. This is how it helps you set up a call with me. And I think people feel like it has to be flowery sometimes.
0: Totally agree. I think um, one of the the quick word swaps I would recommend and it's funny, every time I recommend this, I'm blown away at how many people still haven't heard of this it's um instead of i'm sorry this is late it's thank you for your patience yes Or thank you for understanding or you know thank you for the added time or thank you for extending the deadline whatever um it's and i've been doing it for so long i'm always still blown away that some people some people just don't do it they just say i'm sorry this is late or my apologies that it took me a while to get back to you you can be gracious and be polite without apologizing it doesn't matter it's Thank you for, you know, your consideration or thank you for your patience is actually the one that I really like the most. Yeah, no, I
1: think that's a great one. And I actually try with my clients because sometimes I'm like, oh, I need a week to get, you know, like if I'm just starting a project, I need to just have some time to simmer before I decide like the theme or kind of like the storyline I want to create for a client, like for their website or something. and. Sometimes I say, I, I hope to have this to you by next Friday. And then if Friday comes, I know it's not happening. I'll shoot them maybe an email even on Thursday if I'm aware of it and say, um, I'm gonna need another day. So I'll send this over to you on Monday, the latest you know, afternoon, the latest. And I'll just say, this is what happened. And it's yeah. it's factual. It's that's not right. like they're you know, gonna fire me because I'm a day late. I right. mean, right. I wait for clients all the time. And that's just part of it. That's part of life.
0: I agree. So we talked about written, so I, I would wanna uh, spend a little bit of time on this episode talking about not only is what you say important, but how you say it is probably uh, even more important. And I'm talking about how you're articulating your ideas, how you're asking questions, um, particularly, you know, I find this more with younger women, but but not not exclusively, when you're in a meeting or you're talking to someone and you say something like, "You know, I'm not I'm, and I used to do this all the time. I'm not the expert here, but here's my idea about blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, it doesn't matter if you're the expert. you're the one coming up with the idea. It's probably a good idea if it's important enough to you that you're bringing it up. So again, let's not let's not um, dismiss what we even say before we even say it. Um, and It's the, it's the undermining before you even speak that just, and we all, I don't know if we all do it, but you know, I catch myself doing it. I still catch myself doing it every now and then, and I have to correct myself.
1: Yeah. I think two other ones are like, I'm not sure, but,
0: Mm -hmm. or
1: I could be wrong, but, and it's, you know, why, why do we have to say that? Everybody could be wrong. (laughs) It's because you're afraid of being wrong. Right? You want to cover and say, well, I'm not saying, it's almost like saying, I'm not saying I know more than you. What if you do? What if you do know more than the people you're talking to?
0: I think it's I think it's covering yourself saying, I'm going to give myself an out in case what I'm about to say doesn't make sense to anyone because I don't want to look stupid. So right. I would say if that's the case, then don't say it. If you're going to say something, don't, don't undermine it before you say it right. Don't give yourself that out because you should be confident about it before you're gonna say
1: it. I agree. And this is another place where people can lean on brevity for that, right? Not only in writing, totally but probably where you can say, do I have to say that? I don't have to say it. You can think it, you know, my father taught me this um, a long time ago. He would say to me, you know, you can think whatever you want in the privacy of your own mind. It's what actually comes out of your mouth or the actions that, you think that really matter. And uh, I think about it all the time and I remember, talking to my son when he was little, right? And not that girls don't do this because they can, but I just used to say to him like, just because you think something in your head, like, does that mean it has to come out of your mouth? Just, you know, think about it, take a breath, process. Right, right. <laughs> Say it out loud right. to someone, <laughs> so. That's perfect. Do you use that on yourself? Sure, sure. Yeah. I, yeah. It's taken me a long time to learn to do that process.
0: There's two, two, two credos I try to live by just because I can, doesn't mean I should. Yes. And just because I think it doesn't mean I should say it. So those, those are two that I, I I still, I'm a work in progress on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about one more uh, linguistic thing, habit that I see a lot of women do. And I used to think it was only younger women but I, there's a lot of, there are some people i bet listening to this podcast that are some of the people that do it and it is uptalk so for those of you who don't know what uptalk is it's phrasing your statement as a question so see what i just did there so it's phrasing a statement and ask it it's an up you you do an upward cadence at the end and it then sounds like a question and it is very common. It is very um, de- decrediting. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, discred- you discredit yourself because you sound unsure. So there's a time and a place for that, I think. Um, but I'm talking about people who do it a lot and who do it most of the time they speak. Yeah,
1: I agree. And it is definitely women who do it. I don't, I'm not going to say I've never heard a man do it. And I think the issue is, is that we spend a lot of time communicating together and we spend a lot of time talking to each other and we hear each other do it. And Uh so therefore, I feel like we get in this circle, but then Uh when we get outside of that, like intimate circle into, you know, a less personal space. We really don't want to be doing that. And and I agree. And the other thing I want to say is, you know, we're covering a lot of these like tips and um, places where people can improve how they speak or how they write. These don't all happen overnight. Right. So, you know, and not everybody does all of them, but, you know, you can take one at a time and just listen to yourself, like right over the next week or so. Listen to yourself when you're speaking in a professional setting or even in your personal life, um, how you're speaking to the people around you to really kind of pick up on, oh, I do do that thing at the end of my sentences. Or I say, does that make sense? I know I'm kind of jumping the gun here. This is a little bit of our, Call to action, but That's perfect um, timing. No, it's perfect. I just, yeah. So I just want to make it clear that you know, I mean, we might have woken up you and I not having these, you know, problems, but <laughs> no, we've had to, we've had to work on them like anybody else. And uh, I think it just takes awareness as the first thing is listening to yourself, and you can even record yourself talking or listen to a Zoom meeting after you've been on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What, Pick up and what you're saying, or looking at your emails. We talked about emails and and how we write them. We want them to be friendly. It's not pen pals,
0: <laughs> right? No, I agree. I agree, and I think I think you know the the call. So so your call to your suggested call to action is to just look at how you're showing up verbally. Think you know, listen to yourself, think about it. And I would add with that with a written communication, your emails. I would say go 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 back through your emails for a day or two or three days. And look mm-hmm. at how many times you're saying, please. Um, right. That's that's for the women. For the men, because the men don't do it as much. For the men that are listening, there are men that listen to this podcast that I work with that I know that use Uptalk. And I would recommend that you listen to Beth and to listen to yourself and um, just take a look at, at when you're doing that and maybe just start to try to make a little micro shift and, and try not to do it. Yeah. That's simple, right? Absolutely. All right, so we covered we covered verbal language. The yeah. reason I say verbal language is because language is verbal. Um, that, uh, one of our episodes, we're going to cover body language. So that's why I make the difference here.
1: Yes. Yes. And something tells me we'll revisit these things again. A lot of the things I feel like we're talking about will come up again and again, almost like building blocks. So you can always go back and listen to one or you'll hear pieces of it in another because they're all connected.
0: Totally agree. Awesome. Awesome episode. Um, all right. We did the call to action. We have the episode. I think maybe it's time to sign off. What do you think?
1: I guess so. I think it is.
0: Bye, bye, Bye. bye. that's a wrap on another episode of unmute yourself the podcast we hope you found value in today's podcast we hope you were able to take a little time for yourself and perhaps think about how you're showing up
1: and thank you for all of the great feedback we've been receiving we'd love to hear more from you about what you think the tactics you're using every day to speak up and anything else you'd like to hear about on future episodes of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. You can contact us through our websites. Nancy can be found at nancymedoff.com and Beth can be found at that'saspade.com or you can email us at unmuteyourselfthepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. We will see you next week. And until then, keep speaking up.